Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Sonia Nash, from the Elkhart County Visitor Center, and I'm glad you've tuned in to learn more about our local culture and the people who make Elkhart County a well-crafted place. We are joined today by Amber Burgess, Executive Director of the Goshen Theater. Welcome, Amber. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you find yourself at the Goshen Theater and here in Elkhart County? Uh, thanks, Sonia. It is great to be with you today. Uh, my journey to the Goshen Theater, uh, one of the questions I get asked most often is if I'm from Goshen or if I went to Goshen College. And I have a pretty uncommon answer, which is no, I'm not from Goshen. I didn't go to Goshen College. I sort of came to Elkhart County through a sort of circuitous route. Um, after I left college, I went to Millican University in Decatur, Illinois, majored in musical theater. Sure. And performance. And I also play stringed instruments. After I left there, uh, I spent the next uh, fair amount of time uh, going from gig to gig around the country as a full-time actor and musician. I was also interested in technical theater and directing ever since childhood. So I was also doing some of that sort of technical theater directing and sometimes producing. So doing all kinds of different stuff. And uh, at a gig in Michigan, I met some people who were coming down to the Round Barn Theater in Southern Elkhart oh. County. Uh, oh, in Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, come to our show this weekend, because there was a little bit of an overlap between the end of the show we were doing in Michigan and the beginning of the show down there. So I came down to Elkhart County for the first time, saw a musical called You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, had a great time. <laughs> And uh, while I was there, the director of the theater here, uh, his name was Scott Sagasser at the time, he mm -hmm. said, hey, why don't you uh, do a little audition for us while you're here? We're always casting. And I was like, of course, because when you're a professional actor and musician, you always have like things ready to go. So uh, I did that audition and they ended up needing an emergency replacement later in the season. So I left my next gig, which was in Virginia and came to Elkhart County for the first time. And that was in 2005. Wow, what a journey. So you yeah. must really love the theater and love arts, but what is it about uh, Elkhart County that, that made you say yes compared to Virginia? <laughs> well, I also had performed in Alaska and in Ohio, oh my gosh. Florida, New York. So I'd been everywhere um, uh -huh. from the southern tip of the country to the northern tip of the country, literally uh, performed in the Arctic Circle <laughs> once. So <laughs> Holy cow, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, uh, it was crazy because I was all of these different places and, you know, living out of my car. And uh, when I came to the Round Barn Theater, um, and when you're sort of an emergency replacement and a last minute person, they don't get to curate who they're selecting for things like that. When it's an emergency and like, they kind of take what they can get, sort of. Sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no, I don't think that's true about you, Amber, come on. <laughs> so uh, I ended up having a really great time on the contract and I really enjoyed Elkhart County. 
and they ended up keeping me on through the end of the year. And then um, I just couldn't get uh, Napanee out of my mind. So uh, for the next few years, I kept coming back at least once a year to do a couple shows here and there. And then I did a couple full seasons in 2007 and 2008. Uh, and then I decided to move to Chicago, went to Chicago, did the Chicago thing, uh, made some commercials, was in some movies, uh, did a couple plays, was actually in the Chicago Metropolitan Symphony Orchestra for two seasons. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What instrument do you play? What did you play in the symphony? Uh, I play the viola. The viola. Wow. That's a serious instrument. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the instrument that nobody can hear from the audience. So that's... <laughs> Is that true? Really? Nobody can hear it? Then why is it there? It's to blend the orchestra together. We're sort of the interior oh. instrument. We're the doing the, the good work of uh, helping everybody else sound good. But yeah, people can okay. hear cellos and violins, but not violas. So uh, I was doing the Chicago thing and got a call in 2012. And they asked if I would come down and direct a show at Round Barn. And I said, well, absolutely. So the next few years I would come down and direct a show here and there, and then came down as resident designer in 2014. And I think the difference between other places I had been and um, the Round Barn in Elkhart County was that I had a home here that oh. people, the people of Elkhart County really welcomed me. Like, Performing in Alaska was great. Performing in Virginia was great. Being in New York City was great. Like all of those things were awesome. But I always felt like I was a fan of those places. And Elkhart mm -hmm. County was really the first place that was like, yay, Amber. <laughs> oh, so sweet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that was that was the thing about Elkhart County. And even when I was in Chicago, I would come down often and see friends and go to the Main Street coffee shop at Main and Market in Napanee because uh, it's still my favorite coffee place in sure. the country. Like, Oh yeah, they have great uh, Jamaican me crazy coffee. It's amazing. Crazy is my absolute favorite. Like, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And the white chicken chili. Have you had the white chicken chili? It's I really have good had the white chicken chili. It, yeah, you're talking to a pro. This is Main Street yeah, coffee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But so Amber, so, so you love Napanee, you heart Napanee in Elkhart County, but, but you're in Goshen now. So how did you get to Goshen? This is kind of a crazy one too. And it's sort of all about like setting goals and uh, like ah, mm -hmm. receiving blessings, if that's not too cheesy to say. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so my future husband, Ryan, and I met at the Round Barn Theater and we were both working. He was company manager and I was artistic director at the time. We sat at our kitchen table. And I was like, hey, what do you want to do? How can I make your dreams come true? How can I help you get to the next place in your life? Let's make a five, 10 year plan. And he was like, oh, you know, I would really love to have more administrative experience. And he was already company manager at the time for the theater company. So mm -hmm. it was like, I'd love more administrative experience. I want to do more directing. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So we're going to build our skills and we're going to figure out a path to get there. So we talked about that and he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I love being artistic director at the Round Barn and I love especially our education program in the summers, but mm -hmm. I think that um, my heart is really pulling me toward working more in the nonprofit art side. And I guess my dream would be to be the manager of a fine art space that isn't just limited to theater, but can also expose like not just children, but adults to dance, mm -hmm. music, 
uh, even like comedy, film. Uh, we could have classes in arts and humanities. Like it would be amazing for me to manage a space like that and sort of curate uh, a community experience that's not just about theater, but about exposing children and adults to the fine arts in general. And he was like, oh, that would be amazing. I was like, yeah, so I don't know how we make that happen. Um, right, where do we find that? Where, where, where do we go, right? Exactly. exactly. So uh, I was like, so 10 year plan, 10 years down the road, that's where I would like to be. So that was in 2018. And this was sort of our New Year's resolution in 2018. That was January. Fast forward, and I can't believe that Main Street Coffee Shop is coming up again. It's March, <laughs> and I walk into Main Street Coffee Shop to get myself a chai latte with almond milk. And uh, there is a Goshen News sitting on the counter that someone had read and just left there. And it's a front page story that says, Goshen Theater uh, receives like forgivable loan, uh, whatever, something like that, renovations, uh, moving forward, capital campaign, blah, blah. So when you're a theater person, your eyes kind of are drawn to the word theater, no matter where you are. Sure. I saw that headline, I was like, theater. So while I was waiting for my chai latte, I was reading the article and I was like, oh yeah, we've, uh, when we eat at Maple Indian, we see the marquee there. We've seen a few things there, tra-la. Uh, so I read the whole article and at the very end of the article, the person being interviewed said, and of course we are hiring a managing director. We're in the process of doing that. So, uh, applications are being taken. If people want more information, they can go to GoshenTheater.com. I was like, huh, I'll never get that Please. job. That's a pie in the sky dream, but I'll apply. Um, so I applied for that job just sort of on a whim thinking this will like help me bone up my resume. We'll figure it out because obviously I did love my work at the Round Barn. Um, and then I got the interview and I was very surprised. And then I got a second interview, like on the day where I was writing to them, <laughs> I was going to write them a letter. Like, hey, thanks so much for the interview. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, please keep I understand me. if you don't pick me. <laughs> I that kind of a thing. It was more like, yeah. I understand you haven't picked me. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get it. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then I ended up getting the job. And uh, yeah, the, the 10 year plan suddenly for both of us fast forwarded into a 90 day plan um holy cow i know so we, we both put an intention out there and then the craziest thing happened where uh ryan as the company manager got offered the artistic directorship of the round barn theater when i got the job in goshen so 90 days after we set this intention <laughs> both of your dreams came true the thing that both of us wanted happened so well, so you mentioned the Go Theater and all of its renovation. It has been transforming and transformed mm -hmm. itself. Uh, it has a strong history in our community. Um, can you share a little bit about that path for the theater itself? It has been the home for so many events for Elkhart County residents, historically. It has. I think one of the most fascinating things for me in my Goshen Theater journey is going over to the historical society, the History Museum, Goshen History Museum. Oh yeah. Weaving mm -hmm. through all of the different things that they have uh, from the Goshen Theater. Uh, my favorite one being the program from the opening night in 1905. Uh, from it's a November, November 11th, 1905. So looking, yeah, wow. they still have a paper copy of it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so looking through that, there's a list of the events that they have for the year. And mm -hmm. looking at that, that's my goal, 
is to get us to the place where we have the kind of diversity of events and that it is again like a community arts hub because not only were there shows coming through because the venue was built by the specifications of the time for a typical broadway theater so okay. it's the number what does that mean uh, so how many seats the type of stage you mean is that what makes it Oh yeah, the dimensions of the stage, the size okay. of the loading dock, like um, there were a lot of shows for whatever reason that had animals in them. <laughs> really? So, I know. So you needed a specific size of door and like the, the loading dock door, you need to have access to a space. Like the second show that was at, on the Goshen Theater stage, second live show after opening night actually featured a performing donkey. So no, 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 no. Performing donkey? Like, what does a donkey do? Does it dance, tap dance, or what? what oh, I wish I knew. I wish I could get in my time machine and go see. So you have to find the dancing donkey for us. <laughs> we want to see that. Your next goal, Amber, is the dancing donkey. Set the intention. Set the intention of finding out about the dancing donkey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so that's a, a fun. And then uh, there, there have been movies shown at the Goshen Theater and so it's expanded from Broadway to that multi-functional space over the years. Well the second thing that happened in the theater was actually a film reel so people are like oh when are you going to get back to theater it's it's always been uh, movies they've always done movies it was a film reel of a boxing match from two boxers I've never heard of before uh, <laughs> but uh, that was the second thing that happened in the theater back in 1905 okay. so we have a we have a rich history of cinema Sure, very diverse uh, programs. So flash forward uh, at, at a time, the Goshen Theater can kind of ran into, uh, it was closed for a while, it ran into some state of disrepair, it needed this renovation. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the sort of multiplex era kind of uh, did not do any favors to the Goshen Theater. So uh, everybody uh, in Goshen at least knows that uh, there was a church that was in there for a while and oh. there were a number of things like new codes and safety codes that sure. um, sort of made it impossible for a small organization to run such a big building. Um, mm -hmm. They needed new fire escapes and fire escape is extremely expensive. There was uh, issues with some of the plumbing. So uh, yeah, they, uh, the building had fallen into some disrepair. And also I think being owned by a private entity um, that's doing like just one kind of event, like a church, it's, uh, I, I feel like the building has so much more potential than just single events or uh, services for a single organization. And that's why I'm so glad that we are now in a position where we're uh, taking rentals from people like local musicians, local arts groups, um, and even like national and regional uh, artists and theater artists. Like, I think that the building is fulfilling its purpose to a greater degree in that circumstance. And that that's exciting to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah, it's so vibrant and the differences are amazing. So you've reached uh, your first phase, you've renovated uh, the main theater and talk a little bit about some of those things that are open now and that you're having events and welcoming different types of groups and organizations. Yeah, the renovations were pretty extensive. Anyone who had visited us in 2018 or 19 um, kind of knows some of the issues that we were having. We were able to freshen up paint, um, sort of based on the historical colors and uh, 
new flooring, new seating, uh, and some other like light and sound improvements were made and a fully renovated front lobby. Um, and then everybody's favorite thing to talk about the elevator. We put an elevator in so that all four floors could be accessed via elevator. So it increased the accessibility of the venue, which is wonderful. So and why is that the favorite thing? It, it didn't have one before? It did not. So uh, okay. we have on the third floor a ballroom, which is beautiful. It has a beautiful view of downtown. Uh, sure. several, several caterers had said that they would prefer not to <laughs> cater events. <laughs> in our third floor ballroom because it's so many steps and uh, I don't know if you've ever done any catering work they have these big cambro oh, yeah. they're insulated and food is heavy mm -hmm. so they didn't want to haul all of this food uh up like 70 steps or something like sure. that like, like that was just one of our many accessibility issues sure well it sounds like it's beautiful now and very accessible Oh yeah, it's absolutely great. And then we also have um, more bathrooms. The theater had 713 seats and we only had in the ladies room two stalls. The gentlemen's oh. had one stall and three urinals. And I cannot imagine, uh, like I cannot imagine. So we, we put uh, more bathrooms in the basement of the main lobby and they are beautiful, they are plentiful uh, and they are modern. So that also is the other favorite improvement that was made. That's awesome. So now your organization, as you mentioned, is a nonprofit now versus that private church or private group. Is that accurate? That's absolutely accurate. Yeah, we are here for the community. And mm -hmm. uh, our big objective is to become sort of that community arts hub. And we're in the beginning phases of it. But that's why we do discounted rentals for local groups and for nonprofit nice. organizations, so that we can really like be non cost prohibitive to organizations and artists that are local that need a place to perform, because we also kind of hit this great sweet spot in venues. We're not too small. Uh, we have a nice intimate feel, even though we have 600 seats and we're not too big. So it's not too much pressure. You don't have to sell 2000 tickets in order to make it feel um, full. So sure. for local artists and uh, regional artists in particular, I think that is a big advantage. Well, working during a renovation, I'm sure you found some challenges or you found some other historical quirky things that happened. Um, how was that? Uh, was it filled with dust and dirt or did it go smoothly? How, how was the renovation process for you? It was both filled with dust and dirt and went smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, we had an amazing uh contractor who worked with us, DJ Construction, who are local, and Kill mm -hmm. Architecture also. Both organizations did such an incredible job of uh, planning and executing this extensive project. And also, there was great sensitivity taken. Um, there were two moments of demolition where um, things were uncovered that we didn't expect. The first one was a shoe repair shop uh, in the basement of the theater. Uh, we knew that there had been a shoe repair shop down there, but we didn't know that the storefront was still there, including the front windows with the decals on them. Oh, now that's cool. Yeah, so as they were demolishing walls in the basement to uh, actually build those beautiful new restrooms, uh, one of the contractors with his claw hammer goes through a wall 
and heard a little ting sound it was like oh that there's not supposed to be anything there flashed as light through the hole and there were these display windows so they were very delicate in taking down the remainder of the wall and none of the windows were damaged um, unfortunately they were in a location where they were in uh the ladies room and uh, you're not allowed to have you know transparent windows into a ladies sure. room no building codes etc so uh and also that might not be fun for anybody so <laughs> <laughs> we did end up taking those windows out and continuing to put in the bank of sinks that we had planned for that wall but the the framing and the glass and the decals have all been preserved and saved and we're trying to figure out how we can display those uh in an effective way so everyone can enjoy them but um we'll, we'll figure something out with that the second one was uh we had made the assumption when they put the new facade on the building that the uh, prism glass had been removed so as they were taking out the stone facade um like there was a it was like a metal mesh with like concrete and i think it was flagstone put up in the 60s or 70s and it looked very 60s and 70s uh so as they were taking that down to um expose the uh the stone that had been underneath the 1905 original facade um again somebody's hammer went ting on something and they looked through and all of the prism glass was still there um some of the little pieces were broken it was dirty it was actually uh like a charred black color um so when they took that down they like very gingerly removed the glass and we had it um restored and cleaned mm -hmm. and re-put back together by a local glass artist her name is escaping me at the moment but uh, now we have the original prism glass fully restored and you know being a modern organization we also put some um weatherproofing uh adjacent to it so that it's a little more efficient uh temperature and sunlight wise but uh yeah it was those two discoveries we changed midstream we changed the tack of how we were going to um do the renovation because these things were uncovered we also found like old packets of cigarettes and old uh programs from senior school plays in 1918 and all sorts oh. of as they were excavating and it was a lot well, of it's certainly as a community center the goshen theater has had that long heritage and you certainly have shared some such cool information like who knew there was a, a shoe place and, and all of that stuff in it um you've got uh, some wonderful exciting plans coming up for the future uh now what what kind of things are planning what what's happening for the goshen theater going ahead well, we have our free movie series. It's every second and fourth Friday of the month. And we have a diverse array of titles from classics to adventure to summer blockbusters to family friendly uh, titles. And uh, you can check out GoshenTheater.com and click on the events tab to see those upcoming movies. Uh, we've also got local artists and concerts upcoming. Um, as we like ramp up into the end of the year, there's all kinds of rentals. We do still have some slots available for private rentals if um, folks want to have their company Christmas party and watch uh, yeah. Elf or- How fun, how cute yeah. that be? Yeah, so we have some of those slots still available. Um, and I think the thing that excites me most uh, every year is our summer drama program. And every summer we do this. Uh, the summer drama program is eight to 14 year old students. And we 
teach them not just like how to do a show and they put on a play for their um for their families but they are learning about history they're writing they're learning about technical theater and we have an incredible staff put together every season for um this great program so i think that's the thing upcoming uh like forever <laughs> that sure. uh, is most exciting to me um as far as our programming goes. We have free movies. We also are um, going to be doing a play reading series where we're gonna be doing some staged readings. So that's a program that will also be starting up uh, this year. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, new and interesting things going on. And we're also here for artists and educators of Goshen for the sorts of things that uh, you guys wanna do. Like that's, that's what we're here for. We wanna be that community arts hub, so. So how are you engaging uh, those local residents and asking them questions? Do you have a survey? Do you have, uh, do you want them just to give, send you an email and say, hey, we think we should do this? Or how are you uh, listening to that local audience? Well, COVID has made things a little bit interesting. Yes. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the way that I've engaged uh, local artists in the past has been to go see local artists, you know, like, oh. mm -hmm. Um, go to concerts or go to gallery shows or visit the guilds when the guilds have different uh, things going on. So um, that has sort of changed and it is kind of difficult to find your footing. So everything kind of happened for that 14 to 16 months kind of happened sort of online and you reach out to people and yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting, but uh, because we are uh, we're like basically here for whatever local artists want to do. It's all about getting the word out. Like mm -hmm. um, local musicians are starting to rent the venue more and with their positive experiences and us reaching out to the circle with those people, uh, we're trying to like get the word out in an organic way. We've also sure. got an amazing um, programming and planning committee. And the programming and planning committee also do work to reach out into the community. Um, and then, you know, we let people know via social media that we have rental space available. We'll slap it up on the marquee occasionally. Um, and sure. uh, yeah, we really, we want people to know that we're here for the artists of Goshen, so. So if an artist or a company wants to have an event there, what type of services uh, are you providing? Do you personally provide those or do they have to provide and find their own caterer and do the logistics on their own? Or at what level do you help or do they help? So I think one of our strengths actually is that we do not have existing relationships with particular caterers or thinking, things like that because our big mission is about local arts engagement. It's not about having sure. parties. We're available for something <laughs> like that. Uh, but because, because of that, we don't have like an on-site uh, caterer, which sure. does allow people for private events to bring in their favorite food or their favorite mm -hmm. restaurant. So that is one of our strengths. Um, I also think that, uh, because we are more of a, we just provide the space to people. We're more of a blank mm -hmm. canvas. So you're not gonna get a generic event like, oh, I was at an event here two weeks ago and they had the same color linens with the same shape of tables. And uh, like, you're not, that's never gonna happen with us because your creativity is key in planning your event. And we do provide like lists of local vendors and renters that we've worked with. So 
if you're lost for where to start, we do provide some resources uh, with that. But ultimately, being a small staffed, uh, more fine arts focused organization, um, we're not really necessarily in the in the um, the party game as much sure. as the, the you know exposing children and adults to fine arts game. Sure, sure. Well, it sounds like you provide the opportunity for residents to express their own personal style and share their own story within your beautiful venue is what it, what it sounds like to me. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Well, you know, Amber, I have to ask, you know, you've been in all these amazing theaters all over the country. And uh, what do you feel a difference in the Goshen Theater? Uh, do you feel uh, the, the, the different level of capacity within that space compared to other spaces? You know what's crazy is uh, I would have never thought that the most beautiful venues I have ever seen or been in would be in Elkhart County, Indiana. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It is. It is crazy. And I know I've talked about the Round Barn, uh, but that venue is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. It's so alive in there. And uh, Richard Pletcher really did a creative and interesting thing by converting that barn into that theater. Um, so stepping foot in there, you get a definite feeling about that space and sort of the history of that space. Um, I felt the same way at the Learner Theater, walking into the Learner Theater, you can sort of feel the history of that space and it's so beautiful. Um, and I definitely felt that way the first time I stepped into the Goshen Theater. It is, there is something about this community and the priority placed on the fine arts in this county that is just amazing to me. So, um, Having been in venues for like, I've performed in places that are former grocery stores. Uh, I performed <laughs> in a theater that used to be a kiln, believe it or not. What? No, oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. How is that possible? It was uh, like a limestone kiln space uh, in Virginia, actually. And uh, yeah, they converted the kiln area into sort of a shell stage area and then built seating out from one side of it. Uh, yeah, I've performed on a mountaintop on the summer solstice uh, in Alaska. I've been all of these places and performed in all of these circumstances, but there is something about Elkhart County's connection to its own history and these venues that is truly special. And I think being a part of this renovation of the Goshen Theater and trying to restore it back to um, its former community purpose, that is something that I'm not only passionate about, but I feel excited about every day and is like the fulfillment of my life's purpose. I know that sounds so cheesy. No, um, but it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> but that's, that is really what it is. So there is something special about the Goshen Theater um, for me and hopefully for the community in Goshen, we can you know, help connect people in that same passionate, excited way, um, not just to all the venues uh, in the area and um, to community arts, but also to how special the Goshen Theater itself is. Well, so I also have to ask Amber, do you miss the, the acting bug? Do you miss the performing bug? Are we gonna see you on stage at the Goshen Theater with your viola? Uh, so, I am still acting when I can. So my last show actually closed in February of 2020. So oh. yeah, so basically the very last opportunity that anybody had to be on stage. Sure. 
Uh, I was very lucky. We closed out the run of that show and then quarantine started, I think two weeks after that show closed. So uh, I've been performing since I was eight years old. And uh, this is the longest I have gone without doing a show since I was eight years old. So oh my gosh. I know. And it's just because of the pandemic. Um, the nice thing about like my schedule now is that for the most part, my job at the Goshen Theater is a daytime job and I work events in the evenings on the weekends. Uh, but when I can tailor my schedule and I know the run of a show I'm going to be performing in, I have that flexibility to be able to go in the evening to a rehearsal and um, make that happen. So I do, I do curate that a little bit. I make sure that uh, I'm doing my time management well. There are some times of year, like in the summer, where I don't think during the summer camp program I would be able to perform. I think I would go crazy. Sure. Um, but I am still performing. It's in my blood. And uh, the other thing is that I have access to the venue 24-7. So yeah. sometimes on a Wednesday evening after work, Oh, you perform to yourself in the viola on the stage. <laughs> well, I don't do viola, but I I do sing. So I'll turn on karaoke tracks uh, through uh -huh. the sound system and just stand center stage and belt out whatever show tunes come on the YouTube playlist that I'm watching. But yeah, so I do on that. A random night, I'm driving through downtown Goshen. Yeah. I can think of you on stage singing. The yeah, if you see the lights on, knock. I'll let you in. There you go. A secret performance. That would be awesome. I love that. Well, so Amber, we've enjoyed having you here with us. Uh, for those of you, uh, our listeners who don't know where the Goshen Theater is located or how they could find out more information or get in touch with you, how do they get in touch? Uh, where do they go? How do they find out about the Goshen Theater? Well, you can like us on Facebook. There's a lot of up to the minute information on Facebook, but also our Goshen Theater website, goshentheater.com. Uh, you can head there. There's event information. There's ways to donate. And uh, we are doing a membership campaign currently uh, for 2021-2022. So you can check out the membership benefits there and become a member of the Goshen Theater. Um, so you can go to the website to do that. Uh, we also are pretty active. So all of our events are posted on the Good of Goshen website. And while you're there, take a look at all of the exciting things happening in Goshen um, as we're sort of opening up and, you know, celebrating our ability to be out and experience events and experience each other after this sort of crazy 2020, 2021 year. Oh, I appreciate it so much, Amber. And I promise you, uh, if you find a dancing donkey, I'll be there. So, <laughs> um, uh, having said that, we appreciate your wonderful information and uh, sharing all of the, the details and the history about your amazing facility. And we also want to thank our audience for joining us today. Uh, we hope you tune in next time for more interesting people and places along the Heritage Trail. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.